Thanks for joining us and supporting Vikido Fitness. We ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vikidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a $6 monthly subscription. And remember, keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we are reflecting on our participation last year about this time at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic that was located at the Canfield Fairgrounds on September the 23rd, 2018 in Youngstown, Ohio. This was definitely an eye-opening but inspirational time that we, Vicky Doe Fitness, spent taping our live podcast show. We met and listened to kidney patients, kidney transplant patients, and their families. We also talked with the healthcare providers, board members of this organization, some of whom were kidney patients themselves. But we listened. We listened to them talk about the everyday struggles and challenges that they faced as a kidney patient. We were blessed to talk with the 2018 honoree, Kyla Strauss, and his mother, Anita, as they shared with us their courageous story. We talked with Dr. Nathaniel Doe as he reminded us that prevention is the key. We need to know our numbers and control and do the things that we can do ourselves to protect us from kidney disease. We know that 31 million Americans have kidney disease, and another 20 million more are at risk of developing this disease. We also know that the population most affected by kidney disease is the African-American community. The Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation provides resources for all of these patients and their families in this area, the Youngstown area. We, Vicky Doe Fitness, we were happy to represent and be there at this event to support this organization and to support them at their annual fundraising event. All of the money raised stays in our local community to help and provide much needed resources. Now make sure you support this year's event, the upcoming ninth annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk-In Renal Family Picnic on September the 22nd, 2019, located at the Canfield Fairgrounds here in Youngstown, Ohio. For more information about this event and how to give donations, go to www.erkidney.org. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks Bright. 
I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and today we are reflecting on our participation last year at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Renal Family Picnic. It was located at the Canfield Fairgrounds on September the 23rd, 2018 in Youngstown, Ohio. And we broadcast our show live and joining me was Dr. D. Banks Bright and Isaac Floyd. So let's listen. We are here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Renal Family Picnic. And it's a Sunday. It's September the 23rd. It's a Sunday. It's a little chilly. I would say so. <laughs> it's officially fall. It is they officially didn't, they fall. They didn't ease us into it either. No, they really did. <laughs> Summer just dropped off and here we are. Mm-hmm. And here we are. But we are here and we are excited We're also very grateful to be a part of this event. You know, we have the family, Reno family picnic coming up as well. Folks are registering now to do the walk. And we have our regular folks in the house. We got Dr. D. Banks Bright. Here, here. And we have Isaac Floyd. Glad to be here. Our fitness wellness coordinator at Vicky Doe Fitness. Mm-hmm. And so we are together once again giving our support. Vicky Doe Fitness, we're giving our support to this event because we always talk about the importance of taking care of ourselves, most especially when you already have, you know, some of us already might have, we might be hypertensive, we might have kidney disease, but we still can have quality of life even when we are suffering from these things, if we do, we be compliant, right, Dee? Right. We got to follow the doctor's <laughs> orders, but we still can, you know, have quality of life. And so this foundation, which is the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation, they do all that they can do with services, with support, for dialysis patients and their family. So what do you think about this, Dee? I'm very excited to be here. This is a great event for a great cause. There are, as we know, a lot of Americans, over 31 million Americans who have kidney disease. You know, me, even though I do infectious diseases, I see kidney disease in patients who have hypertension and diabetes, of which, you know, it's almost in epidemic proportions. We talk about this a lot on on our show. Mm -hmm. And there are about 20 million or more who are at risk of developing kidney disease through diseases like hypertension, like I said, hypertension and diabetes. And there are other um, illnesses that affect the kidney. And as we know, the kidney is the main organ that keeps us from becoming toxic. Right, it filters all that stuff. It filters all the toxins. So since I've been in practice over the years, the practice of nephrology has advanced to so much in dialysis. I've seen, you know, things change so much from the dialysis machines. When I go in the room now, I'm like, oh my God, this is 21st century. Right, okay. When I started to see (laughs) patients dialyzed when I started in practice in the late 70s, early 80s. So kudos to this organization, the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation. They do great work, raise a lot of money for resources for a lot of the patients who have kidney disease. Yes, and they also support the kidney transplant patients as well. So important. Yes, and we have 
our chapter here in Youngstown. And so that's why we're here in Youngstown. We're out at the Canfield Fair. It's chilly, like we said, it's chilly. And speaking of transplants, <laughs> we have a, a special guest that'll be joining us later with a very interesting story. A high school student who overcame a very rare adverse kidney condition. So um, we're excited about that too. Yes, and so yes, he's here. But we have a lot of folks that have benefited from the services of this foundation, their families, because like we were saying before, yeah, even though you might not be a dialysis patient or you might not be a kidney transplant patient, you have family right. and the family is affected. Absolutely. The family is affected. Right. And so that's why it's good that they're having a Reno family picnic today to show appreciation for the family members for supporting their family members who may be suffering from kidney disease. So I'm glad that we are part of that. We can do fitness, right? Absolutely. Yep. And too. as we interview folks, I'll be talking about ways to take care of your kidneys preventatively and how other lifestyle factors and other diseases can tie into kidney disease and what we can do in our lives to prevent that. We always say prevention is the key. Right. Be proactive about your health. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. And so we're going to have Dr. Nathaniel Doe. He's going to be coming a little bit later and, and talk about some of the things that we can do to prevent kidney disease, um, some of the risk factors. You know, we know it's about knowing your numbers, knowing your blood glucose. Right hypertension, controlling that. And so he's going to go uh, a little bit in more detail about that. And then some of the things that he would look for as a nephrologist, a kidney specialist. But you were saying too, D, you know, even you're, you're an infectious disease mm -hmm. specialist, but mm -hmm. certain things you have to take precaution for with your patients too, right. with the what, medications? Maybe? Right, and there are medications that can affect the kidney. Certain antibiotics are toxic to the kidney. And then also when patients have kidney disease, because of the way the antibiotics are metabolized, we have to adjust the dosage. So we have to be keenly aware of patients numbers who are kidney patients when we dose them with antibiotics but getting back to one other thing that you were talking about earlier Vicki is that when patients are on dialysis it's a family disease for example you know just getting patients back and forth to the dialysis centers mm. um, you know you might think that a lot of these patients are disabled they have challenges some of them may have amputations and you know it's not easy to just say oh let's just go get in the car and take mom or dad or sister or brother to the dialysis unit it requires a family you, you almost know, have family to, to do it right you almost have to get together and do like a, a full out scheduling exactly and incorporating all the things that you have to exactly. with all the other family members and they say it's like a part-time job it is mm -hmm. dialysis yeah yeah because because they they have to some some folks have to do monday wednesday and right and, and yeah. friday monday, wednesday friday or tuesday friday saturday mm -hmm. i know it by heart monday yes. wednesday friday or tuesday 
the good news is, though, like like I said, you know, I hate to keep going back to the day of Noah, right? But, um, <laughs> you find patients more so now that that get dialyzed, and now they can go to work and have a, a good quality of life. Yes, they can come in for their dialysis at six o'clock in the morning because the dialysis units now going twenty four seven. Yes, they Dr. are. Joe will talk more about that. Yeah, that, that's also good. It's like when when I lived in Minnesota, they had twenty four seven babysitting. Right, you know, for people right. that work at night. So mm-hmm. now with the 24-7 dialysis units, you can come in, get your dialysis, and then go to work and have a good quality of life. Right. And you that's know, the key. Maintain so your schedule. Maintain right. your schedule. So right. even if, and we want to encourage folks, you know, don't say, oh, I'm afraid of kidney disease. I'm not going to go to my, my doctor. I'm this and that. Oh, because of dialysis, you know, it's going to complicate my schedule. No, no, no. It's not like that it's anymore. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, you can go to your dialysis appointment. And they, shoot, they even got it where it's plushy plush up oh, in there. Oh, yeah. Television. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Earphones. Put your beats in. Yes. You know, yes. Um, a nice little staycation. Exactly. A little staycation. Exactly. He always comes with these uh, terms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> these Gen Z terms. That's a good one. Yeah. But, yeah. So, you can still go do your dialysis. And then and, go to work. And then or go to work. do whatever it is that you want to do. And do um, whatever it is. And it is helping you to have what we always say, quality of life. We are happy that we are supporting the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation, their chapter here in Youngstown, because they help raise money to help with all of those things that a dialysis patient or a kidney transplant patient may need. And they also came out to the African-American Wellness Walk. Yes. Because they know, you know, they wanted to showcase this event, but they also understand, like everybody understands, how kidney disease um, disproportionately affects African-Americans. Yes, it does. And people of color. So yes. So they gave their support. And had they've been there over the years with Dr. Always. Madeline always. So, you know, we love them. Yes, we do. They always talk about the importance of knowing your numbers, mm-hmm. going and getting your creatinine, all those markers screened, tested. But... Let's start even at knowing your blood pressure, reframing from having high blood pressure. If you are hypertensive, controlling it. Diabetes, if you are overweight and you don't get your weight under control, if you do not get your numbers under control for diabetes, then you are at risk for end-stage renal disease. So we always say, know your numbers, right, Dee? Right, absolutely know your numbers. And, you know, so many times, again, in family members, everybody takes care of somebody else, and they kind of don't want to go to the doctor, and people are doctor shy because they don't want bad news. But I I think you shouldn't look at it that way. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. That's it. I totally agree. I think that prevention is the best medicine. So having support systems and and great treatment systems like you guys have here in the uh, Niles Junktown area, but even more so focusing on that prevention and those functional foods and realizing that we have a lot more control over our kidney health than we think. That's it. That's what we will talk about with the exercise and nutrition. That's important because we always say that we are what we eat. Right. And even that can have a very short-term effect. What is it with switching to a plant-based diet can drop your blood pressure by 
what, two millimeters of mercury mm -hmm. in, what, three weeks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, very, right. very quickly. So, Even with consistently exercising, it can go down to 10. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. So realize Within, how much control we have over and how that can work with your medication to, to just tremendously improve your quality of life. Yes, so. so these are the things following the DASH diet, which is dietary approach to stop hypertension, but it's really, when you look at it, it's really having the plants, the, the, the fruits and vegetables that help you control the sodium, mm -hmm. right? right? Because the sodium, that's one of the risk factors, mm -hmm. having food that's high in salt. And the, the, the guideline for that? Two grams per day. 2,000 milligrams. And 2,000, right, right, right. 2,500 or 25 grams or they really want you to do 1,500, right. less than that, but you know, that's hard. When you eat, like I, I always tell people, I try to look at the labels of almost everything that Absolutely. I put in my mouth. You never know. And you look at those labels, and especially foods that are preserved, you know, and salt helps to preserve food. Mm. Right. So it helps to give it a longer shelf life. Mm -hmm. And so you look on your foods that you're eating, and, you know, Vicki was talking about 1,500 milligrams. Well, in one meal, <laughs> in one meal, you can rack up your, that's, that's your daily salt allowance. Big, big time. You, you know, go, big go to the time. Chinese buffet, you guarantee one, <laughs> one plate is, Game over. is about 3,000 3, milligrams. Game over. Absolutely. So that's why you really have to take this reading label thing very seriously right. because... Yeah, the calories might be low, and it might be low in fat mm -hmm. and so forth, but you need to look at those numbers of milligrams right. of sodium in those foods, especially canned foods. You know, right. I'm not saying that canned foods are bad, but again, it's balance. Balance. You know, if you're going to have 150 milligrams per serving in a can, and that's another thing that we talk about, portion control in servings. Yes. It's not the whole can. Right. So when you look at those numbers on the back of the can, that's per serving. Yes. So that might be per half cup or per fourth of a cup. Right. You eat the whole can, you have to multiply that times, times four, four or four or, times or what, two right. or whatever. Absolutely. Yes. So read labels. Yes. Absolutely. You and have as, to read your labels. And as we talk about canned foods, always I try to always elect for that low sodium option because mm -hmm. when you have that, it gives you the option to control how much sodium you exactly. have. Exactly. It's not exactly salt free, but it'll give you a, a, right. a much larger leeway as to how much exactly. salt Right, because it's always about balance anyway, because you don't want to have no salt either, because right. then that's right. a problem, right? right? That's a problem. So it's moderation is the key. We want to admonish all of you guys that are listening to us. Know your numbers, and most especially your blood pressure, your blood glucose numbers. Your hemoglobin A1C. Yeah, hemoglobin A1C. Control what you eat, your BMI right. for your diet so you won't be overweight right. or obese. And those are some of the things that you can control. Right. Okay, we have with us... Gail Mascarella. Yes. And tell us all about yourself at this event that we have here today. I have been on the kidney board for close, probably about six to eight years and been at this event. It's a wonderful event. We work very hard on the board to make sure that uh, our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. But the benefits are wonderful. Our patients benefit locally from us being able to help them 
with their transportation costs. Those patients have to make it to our unit three times a week for dialysis. Oh, well, yeah, we were saying that. Okay. And we are able to pay for their gas for their cars. A lot of them can't work. They don't feel well enough. And they don't have the income to, you know, to buy medications or gas. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot with medications, too. So okay. It's very, it's very nice. And like I said, the patients all, the, we talk to the patients, it's all local. It's any of the patients in this region, and it's a wonderful thing. The patients, they, you, you guys have an office, right? You have a main office for folks to come, or? Right, right. We do. It's on Market Street oh, okay. in Youngstown. If you want to, a patient comes and they want to meet with you to figure out how you can help them with the resources, where do they meet? Usually they are at one of the clinics, dialysis clinics okay. for dialysis, and they're referred by their urologist okay. for dialysis. And um, our social worker will speak with them, and they will help them with resources, whether a patient would need help with food or income or meds or gasoline, they take care of those things. And then it's referred to us at the board and we approve it, the patient's um, funds. What's your other source of funding for your organization? This is our only oh, source wow. of funding. Okay. This, okay. Um, we do a lot of <clears throat> community work mm -hmm. with hypertension mm -hmm. at, um, there's, you know, different groups that you know, groups that we will meet with and uh -huh. talk to them about um, hypertension and diabetes Great. and kidney failure. Our main goal is just to promote public awareness of prevention of the kidneys. Yes, right, yes. Because so. prevention is a lot easier to um, deal with. However, you guys do an awesome job with helping patients when they have kidney disease. And so kudos to you and your organization. And we're just very happy to be here to support you guys. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you, All right. you, you guys do great things in the community. So I know the patients' families and the patients certainly appreciate you. Absolutely. Because we were just talking about transportation. It becomes a family disease mm -hmm. exactly. when everybody has to participate in getting their loved one to dialysis and back. So True. absolutely. And an event like this is good to kind of bring folks together and promote that community because, you know, who doesn't like to connect and, and understand and learn from other people that are experiencing the same things and have some of the same, you know, life experiences. So All shout right. out to the kidney community. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. We are here at the kidney, the eighth annual kidney disease awareness walk and Reno family picnic. It's a Sunday. It's a little bit chilly. It is. I'm kind of chilly lot, up lot, in here. A lot of bit chilly. Yes. A lot of bit. <laughs> but we're here for a good cause. We are supporting our dialysis patients, our kidney patients, and also our kidney transplant patients here in the valley. And so we have with us... Cindy Campbell. Cindy, how are you today? I'm good. Hi, Cindy. And so, Cindy, tell us, you know, how are you involved in this event? Well, I'm a manager of dialysis clinic in Austin town on Javit Court. I have a unique background I think. Uh, 33 years ago I was on dialysis, mm. got a kidney transplant, oh, wow. Um, wow. was not a nurse, 
So I came into the field. After my transplant, I've had two children, one with just with me today. So I love what I do, obviously. My heart's really into it. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit. I know we don't want to get too personal, but how how was your your journey going through that? I was young, very young, um, pregnant, and my kidneys shut down. So I actually had to do dialysis um, while being pregnant. Wow. It was a very rough ride, very rough. But the nurses and doctors that took care of me at University Hospital in Cleveland, they took really good care and and made me feel you know like i could get through this and we didn't have all of these dialysis clinics that we have now and i i think that that is great and i'm grateful that patients have choices um because i had to drive back and forth to cleveland four times a week from youngstown oh wow and it was it was hard i'm sure Um, yeah having having the many clinics that we have now and closer to where patients live is a lot easier for them. I know, and we were just talking about how some of the dialysis um, places that you go in, it's plushy plush. You could, yeah. you could, you can look at TV. You More can like home. It's yes. better than such a clinical environment. Yeah, more comfortable, especially when you spend. You can't get spend so much time there. You do. You know, our patients are there on average um, five and a half to six hours for a four-hour treatment. Oh wow. Yeah, that could take up a lot of time it in does. the day. It does. So you guys have it now where you can do it at night too, right? Or yeah, yeah. We um, at are my you twenty four seven? We can be. It just depends on your census. Uh-huh. You know, right now my clinic we have three shifts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and two on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. We get to know our patients. Um, earlier, you saw three of my patients come over and say hi because you spend so much time with them more, right. I think, than I spend with my husband. <laughs> Well, I think this event is just really great because of the the funds that you are getting. I didn't realize that that you guys depend so heavily on this to fund and and help out with the resources. Well, that's true. When I was um, first on dialysis, I was young. I was a waitress making two hundred one an hour plus tips. My husband made four fifty an hour, so I relied on that as a patient to help pay my medications. So mm. um, that's why I'm very loyal to this particular kidney foundation walk keeps funds locally oh yes I love that too so what kind of advice would you give a patient that maybe is at that that point where they're finding out that they're going to need dialysis and go through the whole journey of being a, a kidney dialysis patient. What kind of advice and encouragement would you give? Well, the biggest thing is listen to your doctor. I do whatever my doctor says. I don't miss medications. I don't miss my appointments. You need to listen to your doctor first and foremost. You need to go to treatments no matter how hard it is. And then just try to see if you can get on the transplant list. I would do it again in a heartbeat. God forbid I would lose this kidney. Well, thank you so much. Anything that you guys want to say? I think you gave us some good insight into why this whole thing is important and also how this organization specifically can change people's lives and help make the whole process of just getting healthier and getting better easier. So. Okay. And that's good that the patients come back. I mean, what greater reward than to see your patients come and acknowledge you and how happy they are with what's going on? Because it's, you know, it's tough. It can be tough. It's very tough. It can be tough. It's very tough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
We are here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic. It's a Sunday. We keep saying it, but it is chilly up in here, right? It really is. It is pretty cold. It is cold, it's but just we... It's like summer just kind of dropped off and just dropped us off into this. Yeah. Just in a minute. But you know what? But as a runner, this is a great day for a run. Yes, you're right. You're right. This is a great day for a run. Because once you get moving, run. it's almost Absolutely. warm temperature, you, right? And when you start a race, you want to be a little chilly because you know your body temperature is going to go up. Exactly. This so will be a nice, nice day for the walkers if they want to do a fast walk. They're doing all that here, walking. They're having a family picnic because they are spreading the awareness of kidney disease. And we're here supporting the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation. We appreciate all the great things that they do for this community. Now they have an honoree, woohoo! And the yeah. honoree is in the house today with us, Kyler. Kyler is here today. So how are you, Kyler? I'm doing really good, how are you? I am fine. We were reading your story and we were like, oh my God, we definitely gotta meet this young man. So could you tell us your story, your journey? Okay, well, I don't really know how to go about talking about my story because I don't do it that often, but here goes. I was diagnosed with kidney disease the beginning of my freshman year of high school. And, you know, there are some obvious trials to go along with that, but I didn't really have any problems with it. I wasn't, you know, afraid or anything like that. I was. I was kind of more frustrated that it was happening than scared or angry or anything, mm -hmm. you know? Mm, um, okay. And aside from that, I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have any really tough problems. How didn't, did they find it? Were you sick or not feeling well? Or? Well, here's the funny story. I went in for a, a school-sponsored sports physical. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. And they took my blood pressure and it was pretty high. It, it was above normal by uh -huh. a lot. So they referred me to my regular doctor because they wanted to make sure everything was okay. My regular doctor said, you know, I don't see anything wrong with you, but we're gonna take a urine sample just to make sure. And then they found the protein in the urine and that's, okay. a, good, that's a good sign that something's wrong. Uh -huh. Following that visit, they scheduled me in with a uh, kidney doctor up in Akron, and they did a, a biopsy on me, and that's when they found that everything wasn't working too good. Uh -huh. Wow. So wow. that was when you were, what, in high school? Yeah, it was, it was the summer of my eighth grade year, so it was right before I entered high school. Oh, wow. Oh, that could be kind of devastating, but how did you, who helped you with that? Obviously, my family helped an immense bit, and my friends were always supportive of me, and, you know, just everybody that you could hope for. Yes, yes. So then how did you tra transition to the transplant? So you were on dialysis for a while? Well, I started out, they diagnosed me, I don't know if it's very early on or not. I think I was stage three when they diagnosed me, but it took me about two years to get to the dialysis point because everything, it was like a slow progression and I didn't really have any symptoms, no swollen ankles, no yellow eyes or anything like that. 
So they Which tried, is good because that means they caught it early. Yeah, yeah. They were able to treat it on the early side. Yeah, so they, they wanted to hold off as long as possible, and then things just kind of got... They went from pretty good to pretty bad in a pretty short, oh, wow. short okay. time span. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, they, they decided that it was time, and they wanted to put me on dialysis, but they had to cut off the functions of the native kidneys 100% first. So they went in and they just stapled, stapled them shut so they can no longer work. Oh, wow. They didn't actually take them out. This was, unbeknownst to me, this is the first time that they had done this. Okay, so okay. I was a guinea pig a little bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. So eventually you did get a kidney, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and tell us that story because I think that's unique too. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mom is a fantastic help. She, I, I couldn't put into words what she means to me. And she... She donated her kidney to me, which was incredible, mm-hmm. honestly. And, you know, I could never repay her for that. I know. Just thinking about it makes me tear up, me right? Too. Oh, I'm my like, God. I know I was getting a little choked. I said, me too. <laughs> I know. Me too. I know. Me that, too. That, that is to all the moms of the world, right? I know. That's great. How many years? I'm about two, two and a half years out. Okay. Everything's going real good. That's good. That's good. I see that you are in college at Mount Union. So what are you doing in college? I am going to study mechanical engineering. Okay. Fantastic. Yes. So you must be good at math. Relatively. (laughs) Enough, right? Yeah. Make it happen. That's it. With that, you are the honoree. So how does that feel? You're the honoree at this event. And how do you feel about that? I have some mixed emotions about that. I mean, the whole event is incredible. Getting the awareness out is very special to me. It's not really what I ever pictured being famous for. Right, right, right. But what are you going to do? Own it. Well, I'll say (laughs) you're notable to me because of your candor and your outlook on the whole situation. Because I think that being positive and being optimistic and having that drive, and as we read your story, even as as you were going through it, you still completed all your assignments. You Mm -hmm. didn't really take much time off. You still maintain everything, your responsibilities and your teammates and that camaraderie and all that. And I think that level of positivity, it only helps when you're going through things mm-hmm. like this because we all go through things in one form or another and having that level of positivity and that drive and not letting up on the gas even while things are hard is something to be honored for so so Kyler do you think that now that you're in college that when you have around your mm. classmates and stuff mm-hmm. that you sort of think that you ha- probably have a different perspective on life maybe a little bit more mature from a from a certain standpoint having gone through some adversity in your life when a lot of kids don't meet adversity until they're well into their adulthood do you think that has helped you absolutely i mean i don't think i would have the care of responsibility that i have if i hadn't had to go through this so when people complaining about stuff you look at them like uh really well we're just so glad that you are the honoree we also glad that your story you know you have a wonderful story and you're you're spreading the awareness just through you you can spread the word and tell folks what to expect and how you overcame your 
issue. What kind of advice you would give folks that are right at that point where they're learning that they have kidney disease, they got to go to dialysis, and even as they, you know, become a kidney transplant uh, recipient, what kind of advice would you tell people? What kind of encouragement? I would tell them that, first of all, it's not their fault. This isn't, they're mm. doing it all. Second of all, you can only go, you can only roll with the punches. There's nothing you can do to change what, what situation you're in, but you don't want to make your situation worse for yourself, whether it be physically or mentally. If you don't have to go through it, I recommend not, but don't go trying to feel sorry for yourself. That's going to get you in more trouble than the actual mm -hmm. situation you are in will. I look at you and listen to you and I'm thinking, you're not defined by your kidney transplant. You know, it happened, it is what it is, you're happy that you have a new kidney now, but you're going to keep it moving. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? Yeah, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep it moving. All right, well, thank you, thank you thank for you. coming. Absolutely. How inspiring. Yes. I'm still tearing me. up. You know, yes. I can barely awesome. get my, I can barely <laughs> talk because I'm all choked up. We got we to meet the mom, too. I yes. Know. Okay. Okay, Will thank do. you. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, we are back. We are back here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic here at the Canfield Fair. And so right now, Isaac, it's pretty packed now. It sure is. It's jumping. It was it was cold and, and chilly, and now that we got a lot of people packed in here, I think it's brought the temperature up a little bit. So that's always a good thing. That is good. And we have that good food. I smell it. It's good food. Um, folks have gone out. They've done their walk, and now they're in here just encouraging each other and supporting each other at this event. And so we're happy that we're here to support the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation because of the great things that they do in this community. And we talked to our honoree, Kyler, earlier today, and he had such a powerful story. And guess what? There's always some type of support around. In this case, his mom. But his mom did more than that. Absolutely. She gave a, a little something, a little something, something to the situation that helped Kyler. And we're just so happy that she's here to share her part of this great story. So how are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. We are happy that you're here, but yes, when we were talking to Kyler early, he was telling us how that he found out that he had renal disease, and then next thing you know, he you know, had to receive a kidney, and you were his mom, and you gave him your kidney. And Dr. D. Banks was sitting with us. We're moms and so forth, and we were like, oh my goodness, we about to cry up here. <laughs> Because what greater gift is that to give to your son? Tell us, you know, some about that journey. It was truly a blessing for me. I mean, to be able to give him life twice is just amazing. When he was freshman, you know, we found out that he had this disease and it was terribly rare and it's not, you know, nothing that you ever hear about. And all of a sudden it's instantly real to mm -hmm. us. And 
they said that he would need a transplant before he finished high school. And it was like, okay, I got to try. You yes. Know? I got I to see if I'm a match. And fortunately, I was. My sister had also went through all the testing, and she was a match as well. Mine was a little bit closer, so we ended up using mine. But it was a, it was... It was just amazing. I mean, that's all I can mm -hmm. say. It was just amazing. I mean, the whole, you know, the whole prep, all of the prep work was very intensive. Mm -hmm. um, when we got to Cincinnati and we went through the whole procedure, I mean, every everyone was wonderful. Our coordinators were wonderful. You know, I, I remember them saying shortly after they put the kidney in him, it started working right away. Oh, and, wow. And to have that knowledge yes. of, wow, I actually did something that was worth something. You know, it's just... It's just amazing. It's something about moms where it's like, it's, it's not much of a decision. It's more of like, well, if it's something I can do, I'm going to do it. And that's right. And that's I can right. hear it in your voice. It wasn't yeah, really a decision. No it was, right. it yeah, was understanding just, the possibility and, right. and, and then making it happen. It. If I so. was a match, then that that's the way it was going to be. If I wasn't a match, then we would move on to the next step and see what we needed to you know needed to do or where to go from there. But luckily, it all worked out, and, and it's been doing great for the last two years. So hopefully, we'll have some more good news. And that's good. You know, we were talking with Kyla, you know, he's he's in college now, engineering. Yeah. Uh-huh. We like that. And we were saying it's, it's something when you go through something, and especially as a family, and then people around you be complaining about little stuff, you give them that side eye look like, uh, really? I know with you and him, you know, going through this process together, I could just feel that you guys are, are just grateful. You walk around with gratitude, but you're living your life. You're not you're not sweating the small stuff that different outlook. Yeah, that a lot of us because when you think about it, it's like, okay, what are we complaining about? Right, right. You know. It, it tends to put things in a bigger perspective. You know, yes, it's, it does. it's all relative in the scheme of things and you know, when you're hit with this, it's just real. It's just immediately, you know, and it's like everything else is just it's just the small stuff. That's it. And we're just glad that you had a great, happy outcome, and we definitely wish you the best. Why are you here today, though? Because we know that you guys probably had great support from the folks around here. I know you are honoree, so how does that feel? And you're here today. How does that feel? It's good to know that people support you in more areas of, than just being at the hospital or being, you know, on the other end of the phone or, you know, to see all these people gather together for the same purpose. That's community. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's so important. It is. Yeah, because then you can meet other folks and give them encouragement um, because as we sit here and then when we post and broadcast our show here, we know that it's going to be somebody listening that are either just starting the process or something. And so they will get encouragement right. to listen to all of you guys' story and to know, guess what? Life doesn't end. You just got to step up to the plate and do what right. you got to do. Right. What type of encouragement would you give folks out there? Just that, just to let them know that, you know, when you get news like this, it's not the end of the world. It's definitely traumatic in your world, but you have support. You have others that, that know what you've been through and that can help lead that way. And, and it hopefully in the end, it all works out. Yes, it does.
think I'm gonna call my mom and just tell her, you know, thank you because it's it's something special. I think this is a, a really unique and special story at the end of the day. So it's nice to meet y'all. Nice to be talking you. with y'all. Yes, and good luck. Absolutely. I, look, I keep telling people, I know some people in Mount Union. I'm gonna keep an eye out on you now. <laughs> okay, and thank you. Thank you. We're back. We're here at the eighth annual kidney awareness walk and Reno family picnic. It is a Sunday, it's September the 23rd, and we're here at the Canfield Fairgrounds. We are here supporting the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation and all of the great things that they do for the kidney patients, for the kidney transplant patients, and for our community at large. We have joining us Dr. Nathaniel Doe, who's a kidney specialist, a nephrologist, and he's also a hypertension specialist as well. And he's joining us to talk about this event. So how are you, Dr. Doe? Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Thanks We're for doing having great. me. Thanks for having great. me. Tell us though, what does this event, what does it do for the community and especially the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation? The different parts of the country, different states have the National Kidney Foundation. You have regional kidney foundations. So the Kidney Walk is a big awareness uh, function nationally recognized. The bigger the city is, the bigger the event. The Kidney Walk is huge in Cleveland, in Pittsburgh. Our Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation here in Youngstown Warren area embark on this project to actually raise funds for one thing and to actually have a fun event for our kidney patients. And you know, they come in all varieties. It's our dialysis patients, it's our kidney transplant patients. And as you would imagine, it's a burden when it comes to managing those diseases and living with them. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, there's, a, there's an economic factor related to this as well when it comes to purchasing medications just to, just to be alive. So this Regional Kidney Foundation thought it was worthwhile to raise awareness and have a fun day for these patients. Well, we are glad that we are a part of that and we also would want to, you know, encourage folks if you are suffering from kidney disease to really think about the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation because they do have resources to help. We appreciate that. But Nate, you are here, so we want to ask the questions, the real questions about how to control your numbers. What are some of the risk factors? What are some of the risk factors for kidney disease? So some of the risk factors for kidney disease, uh, as you would imagine, is diabetes accounts for a very large percentage. Hypertension is, is second. There are certain genetic diseases that predispose to, uh, that is at risk for that. But by and large, diabetes and hypertension account for a large percentage. African-American race, the uh, Hispanic population, certain ethnic groups, have a high incidence of kidney disease and that puts you at risk as well. Some of the hidden risk factors that we don't get to talk about 
is exposure to certain medications for long-term use places you at risk as well. I always make it a point that nephrology is low-tech. Okay, when it comes to knowing your numbers, you need to know what's on your urine tests, what's on your blood tests, your BUN and creatinine. And it's common knowledge to all physicians that know that. And we need to increase awareness to patients as well. So that's one of the purposes of this function to, you know, to actually increase awareness of kidney disease. So I'm amazed that, that this is the major fundraiser for the organization. I mean, this is great. This is where they get their money to, for transportation, for patients. Because I, I don't think that, when people think about dialysis, as we were talking before you sat down, it's a family matter. Families have to get their loved ones, and it's, it's costly to come, go from here to there and get transportation to go to dialysis. So this is where these funds come from, those funds come from. Exactly, yeah. There's the, the usual insurance support, but as you would imagine, that covers only a certain percentage, and there are issues related to the basics of transportation, purchasing medications, etc. that has to be addressed as well. So the Kidney Foundation tends to foot some of that bill and provides assistance to patients in that regard. We're glad that you are here with us, Dr. Nate. My only question that, I, that popped up was with those main numbers that you said are important to monitor from a treatment standpoint or a preventative standpoint, what are some things people can do to just stay on the good side and, and keep their kidneys healthy? That's a very important question. As you would imagine, prevention is worth an ounce of cure. And as in the event and in the spirit of Vicky Do Fitness, you have to be very cognizant of your diet. Diet plays an important role. Exercise huge. Making sure that you go for required physical examinations. It's only, it's only then sometimes you're able to identify these diseases early and able to give your physician and yourself uh, an opportunity to do something about it. So yeah, that, that is absolutely critical in the entire process of kidney disease and just in general, health in general. Absolutely. All right, and thank you, thank you. for can, giving us some can, good information. And I can add, as Dr. Joe and I are colleagues, you guys work so hard. I don't know how the patients understand and family members how hard the nephrologists work. They are you, I, I always so talk about the, the infectious disease, kidney disease crosswalk. We, but we, that, would be, <laughs> that would be for another We discussion. bump into each crosswalk. other all the time, right. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We are excited to support the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation. We have with us today. Hi, I'm Georgette Doty. We are happy to have Georgette with us. What do you think about this event? Uh, I think it's an amazing event. I try to come every year to support families and to support the Eastern Regional Kindy Foundation and all that they do for our dialysis patients. How do you factor into all of this? My role, I am a clinical manager at uh, Fresenius Kidney Care in the Boardman Plaza. I've been in that role for about 10 years, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> as we're all getting older and older. I have worked in dialysis since 1992, and uh, dialysis is something that I love. 
Okay. I love it because uh, I, my role is to facilitate the best outcomes for our patients. They have lost so much. Yes. They have lost their health. They've lost control. They have people telling them, you can only eat this, you can't drink this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's a end-stage renal disease is a devastating illness, devastating illness to, in order to live, you have to rely on a machine yes or rely on for peritoneal dialysis patients rely on making exchanges four or five times a day with your dialysate fluid uh, it's a tough life it is a tough life and our hope is that when patients come into our facility we are providing them with excellent care we are keeping them safe and that they trust us to do yes. all that and we try to have fun too yeah so this yeah. this event makes it really fun really fun event yeah really fun event there's we, a lot to do here today yes and we see people coming in and and really you know and, and what I like about it is family you know the families are coming together and supporting yes. their loved ones that you know are suffering from you know kidney disease yes so this is a great event and this but, does become the patient's new normal right this is the patient's new normal for absolutely them. this yes. is their new normal and it's important I, I'm you know I'm, I'm an infectious disease physician and so even though I'm not a nephrologist, I interact with a lot of dialysis patients every day. And when you get that diagnosis of end-stage renal disease, your life is turned upside down. Yes. And, and it becomes it, your new normal. Yes. And it touches so. every part of their life. You know, if, if they're out walking today and somebody fractures an ankle, you know, it's just not a fractured ankle. It's now, how are we going to get get you to dialysis with that fractured ankle everything has to be negotiated yes yeah yeah, yeah. and it and as you said too dr doe it it involves just not the patient it's the entire family it's the entire, the entire family. family it's a lifestyle change yes and that's why when you have we always think about this too we were talking on our show about hurricane what is it florence mm -hmm. yes and people being in those situations they have to be rescued but just think of dialysis patients that are in those situations. Yes. You know, that's tough. It's, that's what happened in Katrina. A yes. lot of the dialysis places weren't available. Patients suffered from that. I think mm -hmm. some people probably their lives from that. So, you yeah. know, as you say, when you get that diagnosis of end-stage renal disease, as we say, ESRD, your life is turned upside down. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we love that you guys, you know, and it seems like you guys have folks that are here in yes. the, the clinic mm -hmm. to go around and um, help folks and tell them about the resources that you have with the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation. I think it's so important that, they, that, that patients and families realize that there's a lot out there that's available, uh, that we are walking with them through this. And, certainly don't know what it's like to be in that person's shoes but can certainly provide all the support we're able to Absolutely. yeah yeah i would just say i think having this positive community just makes the whole thing a lot easier and for some people again it's like a part-time job for a lot of people so having a robust and, and inclusive community a fun community even as we see today 
can make it uh, easier and may even make some people seek out the care as opposed to, you know, going without it. So yes. you guys are vital to the yes. community. Thank you. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, for sure. So in ending, what encouragement or what advice would you give folks that are listening to the show and they are suffering from kidney disease? What would you tell them? What are some advice? I would say never, 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 never give up. Keep pushing, keep going, keep moving, keep, you know, keep living. We are back. We are here at the 8th Annual, Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Renal Family Picnic. Yes, we are. We are here today, and the sun has started to come out, right? And people are walking, doing what they do to support this event. And we have with us today... Deacon Julius Poole. And how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How about yourself? We are fine. Good. And we are just wanting to know what this event means to you. And then tell us a little bit about your journey. Go ahead. Okay, first of all, about this event. I am the ex-vice president of this foundation. Okay. I am the originator of this kidney walk over about eight years ago or so. And I was on the board first and then I became the vice president. So this kidney walk means so much to me as far as uh, kidney patients. My whole family is kidney failure, diabetes, and things like that. So I, I try to give back what people gave to me for me to get transplanted. So you are a kidney transplant recipient? Correct. Okay, and tell us about that and how long it's been, you know, since you received your new kidney. Okay, uh, first of all, my journey was 10 years before the transplant. I, oh, I, wow. My kidneys... Uh, I work for the state of Ohio. My kidneys started failing 10 years, and before I got on dialysis, I kind of like tried to fight it. Okay. You know, in denial, trying to fight it. I don't want to go on dialysis because I heard so many bad things about dialysis. And then I got to a point where I had no choice okay. but to go on dialysis. Got on that and never did get on the transplant list. Didn't know nothing about it. Finally, I, people explained it to me. I still didn't get on it for about nine years and then finally I went through uh, University Hospital was the last, uh, Ohio State, Cleveland Clinic, UPMC. And wow, okay. Pretty much I was, they said I was kind of heavy so they would tell me lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And then after I lose weight, they said lose 10 more pounds and it just got Okay. Driving to Ohio State, it was rough. I pretty much kind of gave up. You know, I'm a, I'm a very faith-filled guy. Yes. So I always had God with me, and I, I put it in his hands after that. Yes. And the um, last place I went was University Hospital. Two days later, they called me on the phone, and I was uh, said they had a kidney for me. Isn't oh, that wow. something? I was transplanted. So the letter, me being on the list, yes. never made it home before the kidney made it. Oh, wow. That's an outstanding story, how good God is. So. Yes, yes it is. So now, I've been transplanted about, uh, yes, excuse me, about a uh, little over three years now. Okay. Okay, yeah. great. Oh, that's so awesome. And so, awesome story. Yes, it is. With that, I'm sure you feel much better, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You, you don't feel the greatest when your kidney's failing. Or not even in total failure, 
you don't realize sometimes how bad you feel until you feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, you be like, wow, I don't even know I was walking. Right. That's how, that's the biggest difference between uh, a kidney and not having a kidney. It's it's important because you were just saying that that you didn't even know about the kidney. You know, getting on the list for a mm -hmm. kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder why a lot of folks, because I've heard that a lot of mm -hmm. folks don't know about that. Why do you think? Well, first of all, our people. Or most people, but it can be uh, African Americans, right? Our people. Uh huh. We is several things we don't care about until things happen. One is, you know, banking. We don't teach our kids until, how to do the money, right? Yeah. Right. And then uh, they don't like to talk about burial. Right. Reason, that's another thing. And then the third thing about kidney failure. We don't talk about those things until it's too late, so we pretty much don't care until something happens. Right. That's why you don't have the information until way later when things happen. Right. So knowledge is power, and that's why this is so great, because it's bringing that awareness to the community. And, yes. we, and we talk about that a lot, too, with, within the black community, that, that feeling of control or that feeling of of being able to prevent kidney failure before it happens. Right. Um, and that concept of health fatalism of, of do we even feel like we have control over that? And one thing that we've, you know, we've talked about today is that you absolutely do. You can take proactive approaches to, to healing and you have great communities like this that'll make the, the whole healing process easier. Right. And another thing, we, we got to get the word out. You know, right. the Kidney Foundation is doing a lot more than it used to do. And I, and I, I really uh, appreciate that. But we got a long way to go. Okay. Especially in my community. Yes. Because, I mean, you, you got the, the men's march. They do a lot of things. Yeah, we were there. That men's march, yes. you know, blood pressure screening. The screenings and, and all, all that. all these things is so very important. Like you say, uh, you know, prevention. Yes. Right. Prevention. Right. Prevention. And reminding us that we have that power. It's a lot of things we can do on a day-to-day -day basis That's to right. just not only prevent these conditions, but to improve them as yeah. well, to improve our day-to-day -day lives. And like you said, feel better. Because that's one thing I hear a lot, and we know, is that sometimes we don't know how down and out we are until we feel better. Right. And right. Until we feel better. The game has changed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things contribute. You know, most people look at one thing with kidney failure. They think, oh, well, diabetes. That's the first thing they say. Like, and, and it's pretty important. It's mm -hmm. real important. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things that contribute to that. Also, stress. Mm -hmm. These things you learn through the, you know, through, through the prevention and, and right. going through things like this, you know, Absolutely. and talking to people, yep. even other people that's going through it. Yes. You know, you know, stress, drug use. You can name it, absolutely. And, uh, but you got to understand all these things, and, and our community got to do more. Absolutely. We got to do more and more. And you talked about how your faith kind of helped you through those hard times and that healing process. And one thing we talked to with uh, with the honoree today, Kyla Strasser, just having that positive outlook because we know that that faith and and a positive mindset alone. Won't, can, you know, it's, it's not the whole picture, but it can only help at the end of the day. Oh, that's having a, a negative mindset, it can actually hurt you more than the condition can. Correct. Yeah. The, that's a major part. Uh, positive attitude. Mm -hmm. and, and faith, that kicks it over the top. Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today without my faith, 
and, and of course good doctors and people around me. Absolutely. But my faith, man, is is uh, kept me going. Really. Absolutely. Mind what, over matter. Yeah, yeah. And but the positive attitude is so important. Yes, you sir. Know, and, and it affects not only you. But the people you know, around you, right? Everybody around you. My yes. family, my wife, my son. He was pretty young. And he handled this like you wouldn't believe. I can remember, though, one story before. Is, is when I did get transplanted at University Hospital, they got me all ready. And they, they wheeled me down early in the morning, I remember. And I'm laying there, and I'm all prepped and ready. They take me to the waiting room for the surgery. And my son say, Dad, Dad, look, look. And uh, I look over to my left and I can see a cooler and it had my name on it. It's a Julius Pool. Ah. Right kidney. Yes. And, but my faith, you know, right then, my faith, I already knew this was going to happen in my mind. Mm. I mean, because I always stayed positive throughout. Even when I was down and out because I didn't want it to affect my wife and son. Okay. And it's just like, just so fulfilling to get to that point to get transplanted. Absolutely. It's a, Absolutely. Yes. It's a great moment. Mm -hmm. I heard my church, my church put it in when they heard that I was transplanted. You know, they went in. Yeah, they was praising the Lord. Oh, yeah. Right, you already know. And spiritual wellness, as we talk about health, we have physical wellness, emotional. Spiritual wellness is a part of wellness. So oh, yeah. it's important to have that faith in And that higher power. Yeah, that connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're glad that you um, told us your story. Mm -hmm. And we are inspired, right? Absolutely. And we know that folks listening will be inspired, too. In leaving final, how would you encourage folks? You know, what would you say the number one thing to think about as a kidney patient? What do you think they should really think about doing and as they move forward? Well, first, I, I think the most important thing, even if you're not even a, a kidney patient, you know, being a black American, you have to talk to your doctor right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Just to talk to them, get screened, get checked, high blood pressure and these things, see your kidney numbers, you know, have somebody explain it to you. Right. You know, and always stay up on it because you can be up today. Yes. And then all of a sudden it hits. That's how fast, you know, mm -hmm. kidneys can fail. And, we always say, know your numbers. Yeah, know your numbers. You, mm -hmm. you got to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. Ask somebody to explain them to you. Right. You know, some people get, get their numbers, but they don't know what those numbers are. Right. You know, uh, so you got to have somebody explain it to you. That's, that's the most important, I think. And, and, and eat right and exercise and all the normal things people say. But Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yes. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Be blessed. Uh-huh. Sure. You too. We have a guest with us today because we are here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic here at the Canfield Fairgrounds. We are excited, right, Isaac? Absolutely. You guys may know him as the Kidney Foundation Kidney mascot, or you may know him as... Nicholas. Nicholas. Okay. So, Nicholas, tell us your story. Everyone has a great story to tell, and we want to hear yours. Well, I've been a dialysis patient for the last five years. It just came to me as a shocking 
But I just had to deal with it. And I feel like God doesn't make mistakes. And I'm just here to inspire others that are going through a sickness. Because just because you're sick, your life doesn't stop or slow down. You can still enjoy life and do the things you can do. You just need a little bit of medicine and encouragement. And day by day, you can just enjoy life. Absolutely. Are you a kidney transplant recipient? Or are you just going through dialysis things now? What are you doing? I'm on a waiting list right now at um, UPNC. Um, I've been waiting for five years for a kidney pancreas transplant. Okay. But you have been following the orders of your doctors, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Taking my binders and my medicine on time and doing full treatments. Even though I run for four and a half hours, I sit in that chair and just complete my treatments. Okay, so you are a compliant patient, right? You follow the rules, right? Oh, yeah. I'm more, I'm more so a, a, a loud patient. They put me out. I be wanting to come more often. They be, they don't, they be wanting me to go home. Well, anything that you would like to talk about as far as this event? What makes this event so special to you? Well, it's my first time doing this, and it's pretty cool. I get to meet some uh, new people and just get to share my stories just as long as well as with others. And just we uh, come together as a family and friends and just encourage each other to let them know that, that life doesn't stop, like I said, just because of a sickness, you know, we can still enjoy life and have fun. We just got to eat the right foods and take the medicine and just enjoy life from here. All right. And, and how, how important is encouragement and enjoying life? Because I got to say, we, we like your spirit. We like your vibe. And you, you keeping the energy up with your being the mascot today. Oh, yes. Pretty yes, cool. You, you, Everybody you gotta, loves you the mascot, right? Oh, yes. You got to stay encouraged no matter what you go through. Yes, if it's sir. not even a sickness, uh, you can be healthy and still need encouragement, you Absolutely. know. Just motivation in each other, that's, that's a part of love. We're glad to talk with you today, and we want you to go on and do your duties as the mascot. All right, I'm going to shout and cheer. Woo! Go kidneys! We want to see some backflips. I can't do that now. <laughs> me neither, me neither. All right. All right, thank you. Thank you. We're here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic here at the Canfield Fairgrounds. It's a Sunday, and it started out a little chilly, but the sun has come out. People have done their walking, and they're lined up to get this good food. It's smelling good, it sure right? Sure is. Sure is smelling good. <laughs> it is smelling good. We are happy to support this event because the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation, they do a lot of good in the neighborhood here by making sure that they do these type of fundraising things so that folks can have the resources, the kidney patients can have the resources available to them the medication, all of those things that are needed as a patient. And so we have with us today, Stephanie Potjunas. And how are you today? I'm good, thanks. We want you to tell us what this 
event means to you and all the things that you're involved in. You talked about home dialysis and all that. So tell us about that. Okay, this is my fifth year to be here. I've been working in dialysis for a hundred years, but in home dialysis for eight or nine years. And I'm a big advocate. Out of my 52 patients, we have six here, plus one former care partner, three former patients who are transplanted. So it's a good turnout. Definitely. I just believe in home dialysis. It's the best modality. It puts the patient in control of what's going on in dialysis. Our home hemo patients do amazingly well very few hospitalizations, plus we have a large peritoneal dialysis population. We have people in their 80s that do their own dialysis at home. Describe a little bit in layman's term what's involved with home dialysis so people could understand what that means. Peritoneal dialysis, they have a catheter in their abdomen you use your peritoneal cavity as an artificial kidney. They cycle dialysis fluid into the peritoneum. And just by diffusion and osmosis, it removes solutes and fluid. Most of them do use a cycler. They hook up at night, go to bed and it cycles the fluid in and out, and when in the morning, they disconnect and they're free to do whatever they want. Oh, wow. When did this all come about, in case people don't know, with home dialysis? Home dialysis has been around probably for 30 or 40 years, but it's become much more user-friendly in the last 15 years, and it gets better all the time. We also have home hemodialysis where they're cleaning the blood with a machine. We use Next Stage. We teach them for four to six weeks. They learn how to put in their own needles and it's called short daily. They probably do a treatment five days a week. But if you think about it, your kidneys work 24-7. These people do outstandingly well. It's a little bit harder to learn, um, and you, it's better if you have a care partner, but they feel phenomenal. So with home dialysis, it seems so great and convenient. I would think that everyone would do it. So it makes um, someone eligible for home dialysis, because it sounds very convenient. Well, I, don't, I wonder why Everybody's everyone would eligible. do it. CMS's goal is for 50% of the dialysis population gotcha. to be on okay. home dialysis. That's job security, I guess. Gotcha. Yes. But, you know, home hemo takes a little bit more work and a little bit more learning. Right. We, we could teach anybody. Right. And okay. who wants to go out three times a week in the week? I know. Right. It's so convenient. This thing like with home dialysis. And can't some people do it? Why, can't you do it while you sleep? Yes. The one you do while you sleep. Gotcha. 
this is very great that you came and um, explained that because that will be an option that some folks could do. All of the nephrologists in the area are now involved with a home program. There's numerous companies that have home programs, so ask your nephrologist about it. Okay. What encouragement that you would give to folks that are listening to us that are finding out that they might have kidney issues, what would you say to those folks? You don't die from kidney issues. Dialysis takes over the job of the kidneys and go on with your life. We have people, I've been at my clinic for, like I said, eight or nine years. I have people that have been there since it opened in 2009. One of them, and I can't say a name, she okay. lives on a farm, she okay. lifts bales of hay, she does her own dialysis, and feels amazing. Oh, wow. So that's really empowering, right? Absolutely. You can take control of your situation and still be able to have quality of life. Plus, we have a high percentage of transplants. If you have enough wherewithal to do your own dialysis, you're, you're pretty likely to be able... Transplant takes a lot of follow-up paperwork to become eligible and stay eligible. But if you're into it enough to do your own dialysis, you're into it enough to get a transplant. There it is. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that you came to talk with us. This Absolutely. is very interesting. Let me say this. Take okay. control of your life. Okay. That's Absolutely. what you can do. You taught us something new about home dialysis, so thank I'm you. I'm so glad. You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, we're here at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Renal Family Picnic right here at the Canfield Fairgrounds. It is Sunday. It started out a little chilly. Very chilly. A chilly willy. Ice but, box. But people, they, they've done their walk. They're now in line to get that good food here at the Reno Family Picnic. And we're so happy that we are here to support the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation because they do so many great things for our community, but also for the kidney um, patients, the kidney transplant patients, their families, because we said that it, it, if you're a kidney patient, the family is affected as well. It's affected as well. It's a you know, we need that family support. So we have here Barb Maxim, and we are so glad that you are here to tell us all about the program that you do. So tell us about it. Well, number one, I'm a dialysis patient. I've been on dialysis for seven years, and. I see how much this money helps patients that can't afford the, the medication and transportation to and from dialysis and to their doctors. It's very important. The money stays in the community. It does not, we as a board members do not get any benefits from this. We do not get little wages or anything. It's all the money raised goes to back to the patients. Okay, that's important. Yeah, that's important. Absolutely. With that said, you said that you do medication. What kind of other resources 
that the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation do? They do transportation, oh, what yeah, else? They do do transportation to and from dialysis and also to appointments and doctor's appointments. Okay, that's, that's awesome. good. Then they help, so if I was a, a patient, uh, I could come and get help to pay for my medication. So you do all those great things. Tell us your experience then with dealing with dialysis and all of that. At the beginning, it was very, very depressing, but it's all mind over matter, and I continue to golf. I'm, I'm on the board. I'm also a volunteer at Akron's Children's Hospital. I'm a mentor for dialysis patients, and, and like I said, it's all mind over matter. Mind over matter seems to be a big theme today, and that's what a lot of people are saying. And What's great about this organization, this event, is that they do promote that positivity in that community and even that fun that, you know, can get you through these tough times because, as we mentioned earlier, we all have things that we go through. Some of us have health issues, some, you know, different issues, but we all need that encouragement in that community and that support. So this is an awesome thing to be a part of. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Five years ago, I came for my first walk. And I, you know, I want to be on the board. I want to continue. God left me on this earth for a reason. And I think it is to help other patients. I love that. Yes, and that, you know, when we look around, we see all the folks that are here, patients, but then their families that are here to support them. And we, we really like that. We love that, that uh, supportive atmosphere. And so we think that you guys are doing a great job and we really appreciate all that you do here for this community. In closing, what last words would you give for encouragement for folks that are starting out, they're finding out that they, you know, have kidney disease. What kind of encouragement would you tell them? You're going to be depressed at the beginning. And, I mean, it's, it's an upsetting thing. But just remember, life isn't over. Yes. Get on the transplant list. Get, um, you know, mentors to help you go through it. Talk to your social worker. It's going to get better. And it's, I mean, I just feel like it's a job that I'll never quit. <laughs> never retire. Okay, that's good. And we thank you. We thank you, thank you for Absolutely. for coming and sharing with us. Very nice to meet you. And, and life is a race, so being positive and, and taking advantage of resources like this can get you over the hump even faster. So very nice to meet you. Nice meeting you, too. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're back here. We just got a little bit of food to eat at this wonderful 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic. And it's definitely a family picnic, right, Isaac? Absolutely. It's a family affair. We got people of all ages and everyone sitting around enjoying now after the walk. Yes, enjoying and getting that much-needed family support. We have with us here... Charmin Simon. Charmin, and we are so glad that you came to talk with us. Tell us your story. I have been on... I've been in kidney failure for 14 years, and I started dialysis, and have been at the same place for 14, years. And I enjoy where I'm at. Okay. Believe it or not, when I go to there, I feel like I'm at work. 
And oh. instead of getting paid uh-huh. with cash, I'm getting paid by my life. Yes. And it's yes. fun because everybody, all the patients at the dialysis unit are like a family. Yes. And we get support from each other. And the, each of us like get support from our families too. That's a long time, 14 years, to manage the disease. You're looking healthy and wonderful. So how do you manage it? I exercise. Yes. I um, keep busy. I said, Lord gave me lemons. I got to make lemonade of it. I don't feel sorry for myself. And you can't do that. You have to volunteer, work. I work at home. And I just keep busy. When on my days off, I'm never at home. They know that they get the only way they can get me is on my cell phone. Okay. So you keep busy yes. in spite of, right? Yes. Self, and self-care. I hear a lot of self-care with working out and taking care of yourself. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward. I turn 65 in November, and I'll, by insurance, I'll be able to get silver sneakers, and I'll be able to get free support with exercise to the Y or different other places, Jewish community center in Youngstown. Yeah, because exercise is definitely important to help to control and manage chronic diseases and just to make sure that you feel good, right? Yes. I found that even if the fluid intake, we have to watch our fluid intake, that's probably the hardest part for me. Okay. The food isn't as bad. If I take eat moderation, different things that I like isn't bad. It's not, but the fluid is the hardest for me, especially in the summertime. You learn so much to drink so much and drink more and more water, but this is complete kind of opposite as far as managing and You can't, yeah, you have to watch your fluid. Then if I do get a lot of fluid seems to build up in my stomach a little and it's harder to exercise how to do a lot of other things right 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 so that means you you're definitely on point with all the things that you um, have to do you definitely seem like you are a very compliant patient you I do, try to be you do what your doctors mm-hmm. say and all that yes what did you learn because you said you made what lemonade out of lemons What did you learn with all of this, all of this happening to you? What did you learn about yourself? That I could do it. Yes. You know, I have the, the, you know, other people say, oh, I'm sorry for you. I wouldn't be able to do it. But you learn that you can. You can. You're dealt with this. You have to live. That's it. You have to live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And keep it moving, right? And I love to hear of the, com- the community that you found in your support because the community and that social support can make a big difference and you learn a lot from the people that you're around as well. Yes. So. A lot of support, especially, I said, my dialysis family. Yes. I get a lot of support there. Yes. So we're going to have people listening to us and... A lot of these folks that are out there in the audience, they might have heard all these kind of things, what happens when a person has to do dialysis and all of that, and they might be discouraged. What would you say to them to encourage that person out there listening? First of all, to keep on living and to do what you can to keep on living. I don't want to die, and I want to do what's good for me so I could stay that way. I had a grandmother who was diagnosed with kidney disease, and she passed away. My father had kidney disease, and he was only on dialysis for three months, and he passed away. But that was in the 70s. I said, now it's the year, what, 2018. Everything is different. You know, we have so much more modern medicine. We have better doctors. 
a lot to keep us healthy. Then they say that dialysis, just even um, going to dialysis is more convenient now. You can do it in the morning. Some folks do it at home. Mm -hmm. So it's just more convenient now. I found for me it's convenient. I'm there at 5 in the morning. Wow. And when I get off, I have the rest of the day. And for me, it's more convenient to do it at a dialysis unit. I feel that there's doctors there, there's nurses there, and I would feel, I feel better there than being at home. Yes. That's my choice. Right. There's other right. people that their lifestyle has it a lot different. Right. Right. And that's that's so great how that the Kidney Foundation and, and all of those folks that deal, your doctors, your nurses, they try to make sure that they take care of your personal needs because they know that folks are different. Every individual is different. And we can see, you know, you guys know my honey sweet, Dr. Nathaniel Doe, mm -hmm. but you can see with all the healthcare providers that they really, they really care for you guys and they, they really try to be very supportive to yeah. you. But also, when you go to dialysis, you have that whole unit, but you have to look out for yourself, too. Yes. Because I sit at my machine, mm -hmm. and I double-check what my technicians are doing. Not that I don't trust them, but sometimes we're all human that we do make mistakes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to be an advocate for myself, yes. as everybody else is. Absolutely. That's exactly it. You're an advocate for yourself, and we always encourage folks to know your numbers, know your you stuff. You have to know everything. Yes. Yes, so that you can navigate through life and, and still have a quality of life. Mm -hmm. Even if you have these things, you still can have quality of yeah, life. I'll go into the dialysis unit and I'll weigh myself. And I'll know how much I've gained since my last time I was there. Now, I make a mental note of how much needs to be taken off of me, the fluid. Because if my dialysis technician... She may have add wrong, or I may add wrong, and we double check each other to make sure everything's correct. Okay. You sound like the ideal patient. I bet a lot of doctors wish they could have more patients like you. <laughs> yeah. That help, help them do their job. And yeah. Important. But and then an again, measure. on the other hand, there's a lot of patients there that are elderly, right. that mm. maybe are sick, and they don't you know, aren't capable of doing it. Not right. that they aren't, they can't, but they just are too tired to do it. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, you definitely have a story to tell, and we love that you sat down and, and told us. Okay, thank you for and, having me. Yes, and we just wish you all your success and happiness. Thank you, and hopefully I'll get a kidney soon. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yes. thank you. Thank you, and have a good day. Okay. We are back. We are back here, and we are wrapping up this wonderful event. Yep. Right, Isaac? Absolutely. And Dr. D had to leave us to go save some lives, but we had a good time here today. Yes, we did. We had Dr. Nathaniel Doe. He came in the house. He sat in the hot chair and was talking about what we can do to prevent kidney disease and then the different numbers that we need to know, the different screenings that we need to do in order for us to take care of our kidneys. We Absolutely. need to take care of our kidneys, right? Absolutely, take care and take control. Take care and take control because again, as we always say, you would really be surprised to realize how much control and influence you have over your health and over your life. With that said, that is the word control. You can still keep living your life. Those are the key words 
and phrases that we kept hearing. Absolutely, and we um, got a, a fantastic story from Kyler and his mom and the, the epitome of control and really taking control over the situation and, and making the best out of it. So overall, great community. The Eastern Regional Kenny Foundation has developed a great community and a great structure of treatment in the area. So definitely glad to be a part of this. Yes, and we are happy that we are part of it. And it was very interesting to find out that the Eastern Regional Kidney Foundation here in Youngstown, they're it. Their funds that are raised are what is used. They're the only ones, you know, the big resources that the dialysis patients and the kidney transplant patients and patients that need that, they're the only ones. So it's important that we make sure that we tell this to folks so that we can donate our monies to help with this organization because they truly use the money. All the money is used for the patients. Remember how they were saying the medications to help them buy medications. Transportation to appointments, treatments. And then some folks feel so bad because of dialysis that they truly can't work a full-time job. So they kind of help with their resources and their monies to help with that. I think this organization does a great job with helping the folks here in the community. Because like we said, you know, when you have kidney disease, it is a challenge. All the things that you have to do Absolutely. to um, stay alive, really, Absolutely. to stay alive. And if you are fortunate enough to not be affected directly, odds are you know somebody or somebody in your family is being affected by this condition. So it's always important to be knowledgeable about it so that you can help the people around you. And if someone or when someone is affected, that you can be a resource to them, but also to just, you know, support people because we all go through things. That's why I am so glad that we were here, Vicky Doe Fitness. We were able to talk with folks. We were able to see how, like one of the ladies said, she said when she goes to dialysis, it's her dialysis family, you know. And, and that was so important because we always talk about that you're getting a support system is critical in your health and wellness journey. Absolutely. And so, yeah, they had a support crew, and you could just see this with all the families that are here supporting their loved ones that may be suffering from kidney disease or kidney transplant patients. They're here supporting. And so we are here too, right? Absolutely. We are here because we know that with the latest stats out there, we know it's a lot of folks that have kidney disease. In fact, 31 million Americans have kidney disease. Here's the other thing, 20 million more are at risk of developing kidney disease. And as we've said on this show today, our population, the African-American population, are most affected. We are most affected with end-stage kidney disease. So it's important that you know your numbers, you understand the risk factors, and we talked about that, you know, the risk factors being type 2 diabetic or high blood pressure 
all of these things, having abdominal overweight, and that's where it's important, and we talk about that, where it's important, where your weight gain is. Absolutely. Abdominal weight is the most dangerous type of weight. It's associated with a higher risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, and as we know now, kidney disease as well. So. Yes. Out of all these factors from age to your ethnicity, things like abdominal weight and your diet are those controllable risk factors, things that you can do on a day-to-day -day basis to reduce your risk of developing these diseases, but also treating these diseases and just having a higher, achieving a higher quality of life through work. That's it. And so we are just glad that we're here to support this event. And we want you guys, if you're out there listening, know that they do have kidney foundations. They have those type of organizations all around where you live. And you need to go and meet with them and see what kind of resources that they may have for you if you're suffering from this disease. But then also, as a family member, you can go and get support. Absolutely, and thank you to all the people that shared their stories of inspiration today, because again, any type of condition can change your life and can be devastating, but it really is about what you do next and seeking out and utilizing these support systems that are in place, so. Yes, and so we're glad to be here, and thank you. Absolutely. Now, that was our live broadcast podcast show at the 8th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and Reno Family Picnic this past year, 2018. For more information about the upcoming 9th Annual Kidney Disease Awareness Walk and how to give donations, go to www.erkidney.org. And as always, for more information about our podcast show, go to our website, www.vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicky Doe is owner of Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicky by email at info at vickydoefitness.com.